Welcome to the Gone Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Howell. And I'm your co-host, Angie Rogers Howell. Now, what is the Gone Boss Podcast? Well, it's a weekly podcast where we feature awesome women in our community. We'll interview them, find out what makes them tick, the cool things they're doing to make our community a great place to live and work, and how they've gone boss. Today, our premier sponsor is Schaefer Leadership Academy. Find out more at SchaeferLeadership.com. We're also brought to you by Lucky Rabbit Tattoos. Find out more about them at LuckyTats.com. Who do we have on the show today? Today, we have Susan Carlock, VP of Human Resources at Mersix. Well, you know, this is our last episode of 2019. It is. Can you remember when when I told you that we should do a podcast? And I kind of thought you were like a little bit crazy. I was crazy. But it sounded like fun, and it is fun. <laughs> we like it. <laughs> yes, I took a picture of Angie back in the summer of 2018, yeah. and I thought, wow, this is, a, this is a great photo. She looks like a boss lady. We should do something with it. We should do something with it. And it took about three months for me to talk you into writing a book. Yeah, we ruminated about it for a while. I was going to write a book, but guess what? Writing a book. That's hard. It's hard. It takes a long time. We like to think about things and then do them. Yes. So we thought about it in November. I think I came in in November. I said, I got it. We're going to do a podcast. Yeah. And And I was like, like, what? No, I was like, no. Okay, I think we can, because I listen to podcasts. I don't know why you thought of podcasts. You don't even listen to them. But I was like, yeah, sure, we can do that. That sounds like fun. So I let you talk me into it, and we did it. That's right. We we spent December of 2018 mm-hmm. interviewing at least uh, four or five we had a, We had a bunch. We had a bunch We had a bunch. In. And we learned so much about equipment, about microphones, about computers, and how they don't always <laughs> how work. How they don't work the way you want them to, about and editing, and how... Sick you get of hearing yourself talk all the time. <laughs> yeah, which you've just recently found I have out recently figured that out. I did the editing for 40 episodes. Yes, and I have done them for 12. <laughs> <laughs> for 12 episodes. So, well, I guess no, 10. 10. 10. 10. Yeah. Because we're only doing 50. We're 50. We, are, we are taking Christmas and New Year's off, and we will come back that first Tuesday yes. in January. Have a brand new show. We got a brand new show. I mean, it's still going to be format. Good Girl Gone Boss, but it's going to yeah. be a little bit different format. A little less of Matt and Angie yammering at each other. Because honestly, I can only think of so many things to say. But some people <laughs> like that, and some people don't. Let's talk about the survey. Yeah. Okay. I sent out a s- survey. I sent it out email three times. I put it on Facebook two or three times. Guess how many surveys we got? How many? Two. Two. And one is from like one of our most loyal p- people ever. So while you had I, great things to say. I'm g- so glad you had great things to say. But <laughs> there was a, somebody else who hated our banter and does not like it at all. So we are listening to your feedback. <laughs> That's right. We're going <laughs> to front load our, uh, our, our podcast next year with the interview. Yeah. So that's going to happen closer to the front. And then at the back. It's you and I. Banter with Matt and Angie. So that way, good girl gone boss, we really want to focus on the awesome women in our community. Um, And in fact, I've had some people say, well, are you going to open it up to men? And I'm like, well, not right now, because I still have a good list of 150 people on it, probably, um, with more people coming in and everything being recommended and all that. So we're getting people from all around the country. That's true. Coming to good girl gone boss filling out our contact form for people like writing books authors all over the place all over the country and we're like well we're really we're gonna keep it niche for at least for the foreseeable future we like muncie we think we're not running out of people to talk about um so we really want to make it make sure we focus on our interviews our guests so we feature them as much as possible we're gonna do some fun things with them some lightning round kind of questions and stuff like that and then you'll have a little bit of banter between matt and i at the end so if you don't like the banter you can just skip that part if you want 
But and, why would you want to skip it? Because it's great. And two more things. Number one, we're going to have a phone number that you yes. can call and give us some feedback. Exactly. You can and we have... may use it on the program. Absolutely. But number two is we have started a Facebook group yes. just for our boss ladies. Yes, just for the boss ladies. Um, And maybe, I don't know, whoever else wants to be in it, maybe. But we're going to have a Facebook group so their conversation can continue in there. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be great. Same boss lady programming, same boss lady station. But a little tweaked and revamped for the new year and the new season, if you will. So good girl gone boss in 2020. Our premier sponsor today is Schaefer Leadership Academy. Find out more at SchaeferLeadership.com. What they got coming up? Coming up, they are planning for 2020. I know it's right around the corner, so they are putting together all their programming and workshops, everything for next year. But they're also offering memberships for next year. So that is a way for you to partner with Schaefer Leadership, sponsoring some programs. They have various different levels of sponsorships and memberships. So with that, you get seats to programs, one-on-one coaching appointments, discounts, Counts on programs, all kinds of things, various different levels to really help out any kind of organization who's looking to promote Schaefer leadership and also help their employees with some leadership training. That's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty good. You can find out more at SchaeferLeadership.com. Hi there, Matt Howe introducing you to Purple Hippo Ads, local digital advertising. Let's say you want more qualified customers, clients, and donors in your sales funnel. We create display and text ads targeted to attract those visitors to a landing page with specific information and an intake form for them to contact you. We manage, tweak, and adjust the campaign to optimize every click and gain more conversions. Purple Hippo ads are perfect for discounts, offers, email opt-ins, events, introducing new products or services, increasing donations, or finding qualified job applicants. Interested? Great. Just fill out the contact form on purplehippoads.com and let's talk. Today in the studio, we have Susan Carlock of Mercix. Welcome, Susan. Thank you, Angie Matt. It's really good to meet you guys. No problem. Thanks for stopping by. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Interestingly enough, I'm a former nurse. Okay. I was an emergency room nurse for 12 years and um, had the opportunity to join the family business about six years ago. My brother kept calling and calling, saying, "Hey, come and come and come and help me and uh, you know develop a health and wellness program and and what can you do with the family company? You know, mm-hmm. as a nurse in manufacturing. Well, that was a question I had asked myself <laughs> yeah. a couple of years before yeah. I finally said, "Okay, I'm going to do it." Um, so I joined the business and left my two boys to the school system to okay. my husband, obviously, me in the evenings and weekends, mm-hmm. and decided to join the working world again. So um, joined the family business, like I said, six years ago, and designed a health and wellness plan, and um, developed actually fitness classes and nutrition oh, wow. counseling for our associates. Turned that over, joined our HR department as director of HR, and um, managed more of that side of the business. Mm-hmm. Then I've grown into a, the role of vice president of business development, which I absolutely love. Awesome. But I have my hand in all parts of the business right now. It's yeah. hard to just 
as a co-owner, it's hard to just go and play in your own sandbox. I'm pretty passionate. So, well, yeah, and it, now it's like one of your babies, and you want you want to see it succeed and grow. And so, absolutely, staying in your lane is not necessarily it's, it's not an option. It's not an option. It isn't. Yeah. So, yeah. so I work with my three brothers. Okay, and um, that's that's fun and that's challenging. <laughs> and I think we all still love each other, but there are days and times when you think, wow, um, do, do, do I really want to do this long term? Mm-hmm. Not just because of the brothers, but just because of the challenges. I have two boys and a husband and I'm very blessed to have both uh, boys at 13 and 18. My, I have a freshman in college okay. now, so it's been a, a year of mom being tearful and mm-hmm. um, having to put on yet another hat <laughs> called the dealing hat. Deal with it, girl, because this is your life now. Okay. You, know, you raise them to, to blossom. Move, to go and do their own thing yeah Yeah. so that's a little bit about me okay excellent now did your son move out is he he living on campus he's living in a dorm okay all right so the same dorm I lived in which was called forest it was all female at the time okay so he's uh he's in the co-ed dorm now okay so tell us about the company for people who don't know anything about it Absolutely. Well, Mersix was um, actually started in 1945 in Fairmount, Indiana by another family, and it was called Tucson Tool. And interesting fun fact, James Dean was on the payroll. Really? I don't know for how long, but knowing the workforce back then, it was probably a long, longer yeah. than right now, mm-hmm. right? They moved to Muncie in 1954. My father actually bought the business, and my family bought the business back in 1990. Okay. So my three brothers, well, my whole family uprooted from Carmel to Muncie, except for me. I stayed down there because I was in college and okay. finishing finishing that part of my life and, and wanting to be a nurse, obviously. And so the business is a metal and plastic manufacturer. So in layman's terms, we'll keep it as simple mm-hmm. as possible, your seatbelt buckles, a lot of metal and plastic components inside your vehicle um, under the hood brakes steering column and then also a lot of metal components for medical industry so hospital beds surgical beds and hospital beds okay and um, security alternative energy is a real big one for us lighting is is a big um, market for us now and and so really we're really going through a push right now to try and diversify outside of automotive Mm -hmm. so our our goal in four years is to be more 50 percent mix of automotive and other industries right now we're about 70 percent automotive heavy and when you have an economy like we're we're starting to trend towards it's a little impactful Mm -hmm. oh yeah absolutely so it's fun we have almost 300 employees and they're a part of our family we very much run like a family business so where'd you grow up at so I grew up in Carmel yeah okay went to Carmel High School and I understand you played softball I did Angie I played (laughs) softball as well I wasn't very good but I did play You know what you did? You you were moving and doing that's true. Something. I was outside were, and doing things, yes. and so, you wanted yeah. to. Yes. You wanted to be there. Yeah, so. absolutely. She was a coach's so. kid too. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yes. I, so I, she had to work harder. <laughs> yeah, I was the coach's kid who had to do. My dad was like, "I'm not showing favoritism. You have to be." twice as good as everybody else or else you're right. going to play the outfield. I was like, yeah. okay, Dad, So your thanks. standards have always been Yeah, always higher. been a little higher. Yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely. So yeah, I grew up there. It was a um, much smaller community oh, back yeah, then. Oh, yeah, for sure. No sign of a roundabout anywhere. A lot of farmland. <laughs> yeah. And now we're 120 plus roundabouts, so my tires have plenty of wear and tear on just one particular side of them, <laughs> That's right? That's a lot of but roundabouts. everyone wants to live in Carmel. Do they? Across the nation. Yeah, Do you're they? always like the top 10 uh, places to live and all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, and so. it's showing. So that's why they, they have to have the roundabouts and they have to have better infrastructure mm-hmm. and traffic control, right? Because it is so I, it's so popular. Um, Absolutely. It's, it's a great town. It's a great city. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I'm part of Next Muncie here. Mm-hmm. And what I'm really excited about is the initiatives that are being taken out within one group, right? right? Managing, mm-hmm. making this a more mobile, functional downtown. Oh, yeah. And I stayed downtown here last week for the 
the first time. And I got to stay at the courtyard and walk downtown a little bit. And I thought, you know, this city has so much potential. Oh, yeah. And so I'm so excited to be a part of helping blossom what we can do to educate people here and retain them here. Absolutely. So we love downtown. Um, Farmhouse has chosen to make our offices down here downtown. and we're, We've you know, moved around a we've bit. We've moved too. around a little oh, bit. We started at the Innovation Connector, which isn't too far from downtown. Right. Um, then we had an office over at the Magix for a little while, yeah. um, which is also downtown. But then about a year and a half ago, we moved over here to our current office. And we really like it. It's centrally located. Canon Commons is right back there. Right. Like, I just, we can walk, you know, to any of the shops and the restaurants and stuff. And right. And we really, we really like it. It's it's fun. Excellent. Next question for you is, and just because I'm curious, the ER, working in emergency. Yes. Do you have any good stories about that? Well, that I you do. can tell. Well, <laughs> I can't tell many. Yeah, I know. I, I know. will tell you. It was really interesting. Back in my day when I was working, and I'm Italian. That's a young young person's gig. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I could go back at 52. I think it'd be tough for me. But what were the hours like back then? So I was working night shift in the beginning. Okay. So and we'd rotate every third weekend, a Friday, Saturday, Sunday night. And that's that was just obviously the most exhausting shift. Oh, and yes, for the sure. full moon theory absolutely is true. Is it? <laughs> we, you, I'm going to say you knew when it was when out. we're recording this. There is a full moon out there, and so I'm sure the, uh, the hospitals were were busy. Yes. Uh, over yeah. the past yes. two days. So. Yes. There was a particular story that occurred, um, and I don't, you guys remember Bob and Tom? Yes. Well, yes. they're still around, yeah. obviously, or at least one of one them. One of them is. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I remember the events. It was pretty amazing, the event that occurred. And driving home that morning, and it, it had already reached them. Oh, Somebody okay. <laughs> from the surgical team, because we ended up sending a patient off to surgery, had contacted Bob and Tom, and they were talking about the story on the air. Oh, wow. And I just thought, okay, it's funny until it's not. That's someone's life. That yeah, is someone's someone, I mean, family. It's, it was a very embarrassing, mm-hmm. embarrassing situation for this person. And now it's 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 out there, right? And yeah. Anyway, there is a lot of fun stuff that happened. I just know it's a high stress, high octane yes. job. Just anything and everything happens. It absolutely does. And you just, you do not know what you're going to face next. It, never. And I frankly love that. I'm a type A and that's mm-hmm. how I operate. And I think that's why coming to, to a challenge of a family business and going through these downturns and, and building it up back up and, and becoming better is so great. It is such a fun thing for me. Your armor strengthens in battle is mm-hmm. what I always say. I don't know really how much sense that makes. But to me, it's like we're all wearing armor in Mm -hmm. some way, right? We're all willing to protect. But you got to get in battle and get some dents on it to come out bigger and better. And so that's, you know, ER is somewhat like that. Managing a family business in times of uncertainty, Mm it's definitely like that. And I just look really forward to shipping away at reaching bigger and better goals. What are some of the challenges you faced working in a family business? The interpersonal dynamics, of course. Um, Mm -hmm. We can agree to disagree. And and it, it can either knock you down or it can make you better for it. I've been known as a change agent to come in and I, I think I bring objectivity, right? So mm-hmm. the, some of the challenges I may bring may not have the credibility yet with mm-hmm. my brother, let's say. Hey, you haven't been in the business long enough. You don't really understand. But what I do understand, and just because of my education and my experiences, is people mm-hmm. and managing people and, and understanding the psychology of people mm-hmm. and even the biology and what makes them tick and how. And so to try and convince someone who's been in the business for 30 plus years all his life, to try and convince them of a different side of it, that's that's probably one of the biggest challenges oh, yeah. I face is there's always more than one way to do things. 
Always. Oh, yeah. It doesn't mean one's right or wrong, mm-hmm. but what's most effective and what's the best for everybody. The family is, is definitely a challenge. You can't just go home and be with your family and leave it all at work and show back up the next day. Oh, yeah. Pat, you guys have any <laughs> job openings here? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I like this gig. People ask, ask us that all the time. Really. Well, I was going to ask you about that. Uh, a lot of people we talk to in business say their number one you know challenge right now is people. Yeah. Getting the oh, right people yeah. out there working for you. So, Absolutely. I've talked about that so much for the last two years. I almost mm-hmm. felt, feel like that goes without saying. And it's about the skilled laborers. And it's the people. I mean, it, it's the skill, but it's just finding people that want to be trained. Mm-hmm. Finding people that want to work. I, I'm a nurse who is in manufacturing. It can happen. You, anybody <laughs> right. can, you can, can learn do any job. You just mm-hmm. have to want to. So you can't make that happen. And I can't go back to your household. I, almost, I say this all the time. Okay, you have to go back to conception, help parent the kids, and teach them, you know, right. teach them right from wrong and still values in them. And, and values such as work ethic. It's, right. it's simple. Showing we, up. Showing up on time. Yeah, right. It's amazing. Yeah. So, and we lost that along the way. Would you say that's a that's a a correct statement? Hundred percent. You tell me how. Why? (laughs) Where to go? So nobody knows why, but but it seems because we keep hearing the same story over Mm -hmm. and over again that that's been lost. A work ethic of uh, of Americans has dissipated over time. And is it the opportunities that we've put out there that have caused this? Is it is it because we're such a nation of a society of excess? And you think, gosh, where's America gone wrong? What's happened here? We used to have a nice, diverse workforce mm-hmm. from which to choose. And, and it's it's limited. Dealing in this county here in Delaware County with limitations due to drugs, obviously, mm-hmm. right? We all know what's going on there. Um, young working males, females, 18 to 34, that are available to work or want to work. Mm-hmm. So then... There's another adversity, right? So what do we do? So we work with the community. We work at the state level. We work at the federal level. We work with everyone that we can to help, help solve this problem together. Tell me about next Muncie. So next Muncie is all about um, making downtown Muncie mm-hmm. um, and, and making it more of a mobile, walkable community, um, a, an education-based community. Mm-hmm. So you educate them here and you retain them here, right? Okay. So we right. have the, I'm sorry, IU Health Hospital, right. Ball State University, obviously, and then redeveloping downtown. So hotel, YMCA, restaurants, you know, mm-hmm. everything's within walking distance and people want to be down here. Entertainment. Mm-hmm. And we look very forward to continuing to help make that move forward absolutely so so what do you do for fun what do i do for fun anymore i nest all right fun fact it's okay. not a fun fact it's a, this is how much of a nerd i know i am i've taken up puzzling okay and why have i taken up puzzling so i have found it be, to be very therapeutic we've had some health issues with my husband's family this year I travel quite a bit for mm-hmm. work um, and personally and i just find that that's a time that i can go home and be in whatever I want to be, think about whatever I need to think about and just kind of focus on challenging a different kind of problem. Okay. Um, it, it's, I, I'm not sure why I do it, but it helps me think. It, it really is a, a time of reflection for mm-hmm. me, which I've really gotten in my older age, gotten more into self-reflection. So another example is on my way home, I have an hour drive. I live down in Carmel still. So I get, I take that time to and from work to think about my day you know, what I need to tackle on the way home. I always think about how I handled certain situations, meetings, conversations with people. Who do I owe a phone call to? Who do I owe an apology mm-hmm. to? Possibly, because sometimes <laughs> things escalate. But um, for fun, honestly, I'm at the point in my life with a college freshman and a 13-year-old where I just can't get enough of my family. So mm-hmm. try and make small four-day, five-day travels throughout the year and, and just do whatever I can to be with them. I'm really boring now. I used to be a lot more fun. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> 
a lot. Even my husband tells me that, gosh, you want to nest a lot. I'm like, yeah, yeah, sorry. Well, and as they get bigger and older and your kids move away, then you're like, oh, I only have so much more time left with this 13-year-old or That's whatever. exactly So it. you want to make it count. Right, uh, Andy. Yeah. I'm like, we have plenty of time to date again and to go, <laughs> to go do, do fun things. things. Yeah, I yeah. promise. It'll come back around. We've got four more years or four and a half more years with this little one in the house. Yeah, so. let's make these make this count. Yeah, yeah. Matt has a, um, he's got three kids for a previous marriage. So okay. We have the spectrum of all of that. You certainly do. And you have yes. a built-in babysitter. We do most of the time. Last night, they like our 15-year-old was messing with the five-year-old and just picking at her and making her cry. I'm like, I think it's because we were there, you know. And I'm like, dude, can you just just be nice to your sister? Yeah. <laughs> right. But we do have, we have, they're, they're buddies. They love each other and it's fun. So. But another thing you said is that break time between work and home and having that hour to decompress and everything. Mm-hmm. We found that beneficial. Mm-hmm. Ours is only 20 to 30 minutes from uh, Muncie to farmland where we live. But definitely we, uh, we need that during the yeah. day. Yeah. yeah. Especially, I mean, we, we work together. We see each other a lot. We're in the same office. Um, so we drive separate cars, which. That's what I was going to ask. <laughs> yeah, oh, really? yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. So to. that's your time, definitely. That's our definite time to kind She of... listens to podcasts yes. and I listen to radio and it just doesn't work out. Sure. Well, and, <laughs> I get it. And, you know, we, we, neither one of us like to be beholden to someone else's schedule. We're both a little type A and we like uh-huh. to be in control of our own lives. So I don't like to want, like, where are you going for lunch and what meetings do you have today? And let's coordinate. I'm like, can we just drive separate yeah. cars, have a little bit of separation from each other? So then by the time we get back home, okay, we're ready to dive into home mode, exactly. deal with all, deal with the kids and the stuff and the schedules and everything right. before, so we can still like, like each other most of the exactly time. that sounds very healthy yeah thank so, you very so much. we try <laughs> but for fun uh, um also for recreation you had asked i'm an avid exerciser so okay I'm a type A, so mm-hmm. 4.45 in the morning I'm up, and I have this great gym that I go to, and it's called F3 in Indianapolis, and I have just developed such great friendships with mm-hmm. people. Um, there's, you know, it's a solid group of anywhere from 15 to 25 people, 30 people there every morning, and, and you're just friends with everybody. You're not, not there to converse all the time, but, you know, you motivate each other, and I've really found, I used to teach in my past life, so bringing that to the, the business was a natural segue, but I just really find that time on the spin bike or at boot camp when someone is screaming and yelling at you you know to work harder work harder it's just so incredibly motivating so I I get to I get to leave there and bring that energy to work and that's really that's a lot of fun for me it's so again boring but no it's fun for me that's fun we live life for others of course but we have to make ourselves happy absolutely you gotta have something for yourself yes So. so do you have a favorite book from a business perspective, I'm a big Simon Sinek fan. Mm-hmm. So Leaders Eat Last was one of my favorites. Good to Great is one of my favorites. But mm-hmm. for personal, fun, beach, I'm a period piece. Okay. Like Philippa Gregory, right? Mm-hmm. And it, I, it's a Renaissance period, whatever the period, King King Henry VIII, uh, Louis Fourteenth. I, I just love those kind of, you know, romance, whatever comes yeah, with I it. Yeah, I like I, those and like the historical fiction and all that. Absolutely. So it's, yeah. you know, it's there's some actual history yeah. in there. They may embellish <laughs> They probably embellish a little bit, but they're they're fun. They're nice, easy, easy reads. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And I got to travel. My took, family went to uh, Paris. Well, we actually went to France because we went to the south of France in the Provence region, and we, and then back up to Paris. And we got to go to Versailles. Oh, nice. And I love. There's a series called Versailles on Netflix. I'm 
um, it's probably Showtime or something mm-hmm. like that. But it it was all about King Louis the Fourteenth and the extravagance oh, and, yeah. and lifestyle and just going to Versailles was amazing. And I was like, I could a- answer, I could actually intelligently ask some questions based on that series. <laughs> nice. I know, you know, I'm sure. <laughs> and then the guy was like, How'd you know to ask? <laughs> I'm like, Well, I watch, I, I watch watched Versailles. it on TV. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, what's on your bucket list? What's coming up? Oh, I I'm, I feel like I've done everything I've ever wanted to do. You know, what I'm trying to do with Mercix is is to sustain and grow a company so that we can continue to serve the people that work for us and their families. Um, I get to travel with my family. Um, I get to travel for work. So I've gotten to go a lot of places. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, a bucket list for travel would be South Africa. I'm trying to convince my family, you know, like one last trip before the oldest gets married and goes, let's, let's, and, and I'm not getting a lot of buy-in from them. I'm like, <laughs> I'm willing to plan this trip. I'm willing to do it all. I'll pay for it, everything. Right, you I'll just show this. up and go. Yeah, I know, they're like, uh, what, what are we going to go see some animals? I'm like, there's so much more than that. There's, there's but yeah, you would get to see animals and giraffes and all right kinds of things you, not without the glass the six inch glass in front of you like at the zoo but um so travel wise that other than that i'm living my life intentionally consciously as to what my values are and so i'm filling my bucket list every day excellent that's great where's the most interesting place you have been the most interesting place i have been is Provence, France. Okay. Yeah. Um, specifically the Avignon area. We just found it to be beautiful. Um, okay. We did olive oil tasting mm. sample from a fifth generation um, family owned business and they supplied all the chefs around the world. It was really, and, and you would never know because they were very modest, but our driver told us all about that. So that was probably one of the coolest highlights is just seeing that entire area. It's just, in, it's expansive. It's beautiful. Ancient ruins from the Roman times, you know, are, are up there with what you'd see in Rome, I understand, oh, yeah. which I have not done. That's That would be fun to do too. I think France, I've been to Japan, actually was another amazing trip that mm-hmm. I got to go with my youngest son. And um, that was, I'd go back in a heartbeat. Yeah. But I, I think I'm European at heart. I think I could go there and and just lose my visa, my passport. <laughs> just kind of oops, hate. just kind of stay. It. Oops, I guess I gotta stay. <laughs> That's all right. I can learn French quickly. <laughs> Do you have any secret hidden talents people don't know about? You know, I won't say secret hidden, but I was born with really good hand-eye coordination. Oh, okay. I got really lucky. Tennis was easy. So, you know, softball was easy to to pick up. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say I was good at them, great at them. But um, so I did a women's retreat about six years ago. You signed up for all kinds of different things. So I tried to tackle a challenge of my fear of heights, first of all. So I'll get back to that. But I took archery and skeet shooting and I won both of the contests. And I, it was the bullseye and (laughs) I hit all the skeets and I just thought I, I, I've got this. Awesome. And, and a couple of years ago, we did some active shooter lessons and mm-hmm. we went to the shooting range with some police officers and eight males and who won. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Awesome. Watch out, boys. <laughs> um, back to that fear thing. Mm-hmm. I, what I'm dreadfully fearful of heights and intentionally signed up for this trapeze. Oh, okay. You know, it was probably the most unsafe thing any human being could do in their <laughs> lives because it's probably like a carnival coming in and setting up and you, gosh, I, you know, I, is this inspected? Right. I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> Who put it's this a camp. Together? Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As a matter of fact, I had to climb two extension ladders to get to the top. Uh, oh, no. And mm-hmm. I had this team of people just clapping me on, cheering me on. And I, I got a third of the way up. I was crying so hard. It was, I was shaking. The ladders were shaking. <laughs> And I said, I just looked back and I said, I've got to get down. I've got to get down. And just this team of people, just it's kind of like being an exercise in the mm-hmm. morning. You've got these people around you just pumping you up. And I got up there and I did it. 
and I hated every second of it and never want to do it again. I'm not <laughs> going to lie, did it. but I did it. Yeah. And it was, it's a sense of accomplishment, definitely. So and are you a music lover? All you, kinds of music. Okay. I like hip hop. I like rap. I like top 40. My first concert was Wang Chung. So okay. Have what? you guys even heard of Wang Chung? Oh, yes. yeah. Okay. And I think Shaka Everybody Khan, have fun tonight. Exactly. Dance all day. And I think Shaka Khan is like started with him. So okay. Started for them. Yeah. So, so I love all kinds of music. Spin sometimes by myself and you'll, you'll hear anything. On my who who did playlist. you see this past summer? Anybody? Well, I'll tell you my favorite concert. Okay, okay tell favorite us that. concert. Elton John. That's it. I've seen all I need to see. That has just been the highlight of everything concert I've ever been to. He played an hour and forty five minutes straight without stopping, and every song. And so I've seen some good ones. We, my husband and I were out in Tahoe a few years ago, and Maroon Five played in an outside amphitheater Ooh, that'd be with fun. a real small crowd. Mm-hmm. It was yeah, it was wonderful. That'd be cool. That was wonderful. So. Someone were to play you in a movie, who would you want okay. it oh, yeah. to be? And my mind immediately went to Kerry Washington. I just think, why? As I thought about this again late last night, this morning, and I thought, why would I choose her? I guess I see her personality as the same kind of personality mm-hmm. as mine. You go in, you want to make a change, you want to get shit done. Mm-hmm. And, and she is that type of person. She goes in, you confront the issue, and you come out with a result. Mm-hmm. And I, so I just, she's very intense and passionate, and I, I just feel felt like that was my answer and I'm sticking with it you Excellent. guys. Excellent. That's a great answer. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Well, good. Tell me, do you, you have a most used emoji on your phone? So I use the uh the bitmojis. I do too. Oh, I love bitmojis. Matt love makes fun of me so much cuz I'm like 10 years too late on the bitmoji train, oh, but I love them. They're so fun. <laughs> they're cute. <laughs> and there's an answer for everything and and you can it's it's a they're appropriate. Yeah. I mean, you make them you can make them appropriate. I changed mine last year. I added some wrinkles, mm-hmm. and one of my girlfriends was like, "Get those off of there." I'm like, "But I have them, <laughs> and that's me." <laughs> so, but mostly, I'll use a, a bitmoji and it'll just be something to pump someone up, you know, mm-hmm. fit girl, something like that. So that's it. Excellent. Well, very good. Thank you so much for being our guest today. Well, thank you, Angie and Matt, for having me. It's been a pleasure. No problem. Thanks for stopping by the farmhouse. Well, good luck to you. Thanks. Thank you. We're also sponsored by Lucky Rabbit Tattoos. Find out more at LuckyTats.com. Hey, people have nice things to say about Lucky Rabbit Tattoos, right? They do. In fact, they sometimes they go to Facebook or Google and all kinds of places and leave reviews. So I thought today we'd read one of them from a recent happy customer. Okay, go for it. These guys are great. A few weeks ago, I got some work done by Adam and I was very happy with the quality and experience. His work draws compliments daily. And I also started some work with Dan, and I have to say that I am just as much blown away with him. Screw the rabbit. I'm the lucky one to have two outstanding artists to work with me for the rest of my life. Screw the rabbit. That's what it's... I did not write that. That is what is in the review. Screw the rabbit. Tricks over kids. (laughs) But Lucky Tats gets excellent compliments, and there are people love working with them. And you can find out more at LuckyTats.com. You know, I'm an 80s kid, right? Yes, you are. Is I'm not like a 90s a, kid. Like a Toys R Us kid. I'm an 80s kid. I I grew up in that time frame. In period, that time frame. In 1984, which is right smack dab, almost in the middle of the, the decade. Right. 
I was 10 years old. Okay, so you are the perfect 80s generation kid. Now, I am more of a 90s kid. I mean, I was I was alive in the 80s. Yeah, you spent the first 10 years of your life in the 80s. Yes. There so, you go. But I also grew up under a rock because I wasn't allowed to consume most of the pop culture. So I really don't remember pop culture until I was in the 90s. But anyway. There was a lot of pop culture in the 80s. Exactly. That's for sure. And now I'm going to test you Ooh, on it. Is it a quiz? It's a quiz. It's a game? It's a game. It's I love games. No. I think you'll be good at this one. Okay. It's not as hard as the last one I did, I don't think. What was the name of Kevin's girlfriend on the television show, The Wonder Years? Whitney, Jenny, Wendy, or Winnie? Was it Winnie? It was Winnie. Winnie Cooper was Kevin's girlfriend in The Wonder Years. Well, I almost thought it was Whitney. Winnie. Yeah. I wasn't allowed to watch The Wonder Years, so I don't know. But according to yourbrainmatters.au, that is the answer. I was not a big Wonder Years fan. I enjoyed Fred Savage in Princess Bride, though. Well, yeah, because he was like... Your age. It was like watching yeah. yourself in the in the Princess Bride. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Number two. True or false? John Hughes directed Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Was that a John Hughes film? I'm going to say true. That is true. Ah, ding, ding, ding. Ah, very good. He also directed uh, Home Alone in the 90s because I just watched that because it's the holidays. But he also did The Breakfast Club, right? Yeah. He did yeah. a bunch of stuff. I just started Home Alone 2 with Adia yesterday. Oh, no. And she loves these movies. She's she's like, oh, my gosh, he's Home Alone. What's going to happen? She's so into it. And she just reminds me of Kevin McAllister. And I'm like, don't get any ideas, please. <laughs> what was Tom Cruise's call sign in the movie Top Gun? Who, Maverick? Yes. I'm not even going to give you multiple choice on that well, one. No, I know that one. I know. They're going to come out with Top Gun one. again in, in 2020. It's going to not be good. I don't know about reboots. I, I don't like these reboots. They should just leave them the same. I know they're playing to our nostalgia, but I don't, don't like it. I agree. In fact... I guess, I guess Tom Cruise, uh, he's darn in it. Though. Oh, yeah, but... Uh, Remember Danger Zone? I wonder if they're going to come out with a remix of that. I don't know. They should stop remixing it. <laughs> but Maverick, in fact, if Zuzu was a boy, mm. her middle name was going to be Maverick. Yeah, we were going to have Sterling, Sterling Maverick. Sterling Maverick Howell. Because if you had a name like that, who's going to mess with you? No, you're not getting beat up or stuffed in a locker a with a name, name like that, right? But lucky for if you're lucky for her. She ends up with Zuzu. She ends what? up with Zuzu. Or Audia or whatever. All right. Next question. What hairstyle was synonymous with the 80s? Mullet? Pixie cut, undercut, or sideburns? I guess mullet. Yes. I thought that was like early 90s, like yeah. achy, breaky heart. Well, like, yeah, but I think it started in the 80s. Okay. You okay. had a mullet. I had a mullet. I'm proud you of my mullet. You were rocking your mullet. I, my mom saw that picture of you with a mullet for the first time at your mom's house the other day. Yeah. And she thought it was the funniest thing she's ever seen. It is pretty funny. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. In what year was Dirty Dancing released at the movies? 86, mm. 87, 85, or 88? I'm going to go with, I'm going to say 87. That is correct. Yes. Man, you're so much better at this game than all the other ones we played. <laughs> I know. I know my trivia, I guess. I, I guess know my so. 80s. 80s. Okay. What colors were represented in the sections of a Trivial Pursuit game? I have to name the colors? Yes. Pink, blue, yellow, pink, blue, yellow, green, and white? Nope, brown and orange. Brown and orange, okay. No, that's too many. Come on. Yeah, I. that's a lot. Let's see. In what country was the Pac-Man video game first released? America, China, Japan, or Canada? I'm going to go with Japan. That is correct. 
it was developed and released in Japan first, and then came to America. I played a lot of. Were you Pac-Man. good at Pac-Man? I, I played a lot of Miss Mrs. Pac-Man. Is Miss that Pac-Man? One? Miss Pac-Man, like at Pizza King and things like that. Oh yeah, I did not play mo- much of that stuff. I've never been a video gamer, but I could play the Pac-Man. Okay. And I remember when you could play it at home. Like, that was a big deal. Oh, yeah. Like on your Atari? I didn't get to play it at my home. I had to go to somebody else's house. Oh, I did too. My cousin's houses. And I I played that thing all day and night. And Asteroids played that a lot too. Was that on Atari? Yeah. Yeah. That was on Atari. I went to my friend, my friend Angie's house, and we got to play it there. Not Mm. at my house because we didn't have that. Speaking of, what video game was Mario first introduced on? Wasn't Super Mario Brothers? No. Nope. This is introduced. And wait a minute. It'll be Donkey Kong. Yes, you are correct. Boom. <laughs> I'm not even a gamer. I know I, that. I know. No. I, I know that. I knew that one too. But yes, he, he was in Donkey Kong first and then they made Super Mario after that. Gotcha. Interesting. Anyway, you did a great job. You like rock that quiz. Dude, easy. Okay. Easy questions. <sighs> There's no. no hard ones? No. Who was the deputy Australian prime minister for 1977 to 1990? The deputy Australian. <laughs> oh, wait, this is .au, so this is an Australian quiz. So I guess I people a... in Australia would probably know this. It was Crocodile Dundee. It, it was not Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> Who was it then? What's it, it say? It was Lionel Bowen. Bowen. B-O-W-E-N. For those The Bowen. Are... The Bowen. Lionel Bowen. All right. <laughs> all right. That does it for 80s trivia. From all of us at Good Girl Gone Boss, which is... Us? Me and you, Me Matt and, you. and Angie, yeah. right? Yep. We want to wish you happy holidays. And a happy new year. Have a great 2020. Bye. See you next year. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Gone Boss. Be sure to check us out at GoneBoss.com or hashtag GoneBoss. We're on Instagram at GoneBoss2K or you can find us on Facebook just by searching GoneBoss. If you like what you hear today, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you find your podcasts. Our premier sponsor today was the Schaefer Leadership Academy. Find out more at SchaeferLeadership.com. We're also brought to you by Lucky Rabbit Tattoos. Check them out at LuckyTats.com. Have a great rest of your day and don't forget to tune in next week and find out who has gone boss. boss.